the parsha begins with Vayetzi Yankov Beershava. Yankov went out of Beershava, Vayeda Choron, he went to Choron. We know what it says in Midrashim, in Chazal, and Zoyar. Chesidus talks about it at great length. That the entire beginning of the parsha, the story of Yankov's exit, exodus from Beersheva, going to Choron, is a blueprint for the whole journey of a neshama when it comes down into this world. The neshama, where it comes from, is called Be'er Sheva, Be'er Hashel Shvua, in Gan Eden, in the higher realms. And it comes down to Choron, Charoi Nafshelolom, a place which is angry and, and arouses the anger of Hashem because it's so resistant and so opposed to Hashem's will. And this is the shlichas that every neshama has. And when we go into great detail about the story of Yaakov, everything the Torah describes in the parasha is all relevant to understanding the journey of a neshama yelamatu and the Rebbe in the Maimah Vishafti, B'Shalom Beis Avi, from Tavshin Lamad Ches, in the most amazing way, goes into great detail, analyzing every every detail of the story in the beginning of the parasha, showing how it... It describes the the in great depth, in great depth, the purpose of the mission of an Hashem here on earth. Now, in some midrashim, in Zayir as well, and the Rebbe discusses that in the Maimer as well, that Vayeshev is not talking about the Yeridis and Hashem Alamato. It's talking about the Exodus of the Jews from Eretz Yisrael going into Golos. Choron Charoi Nafshelolam is the miseries and the suffering of Golas. And that's what this is about. It's about the, the state of Golas. In the Medrash, in this parasha, it actually says, Shava. says the Medrash, that's uh, related to the prophecy of Yirmiyahu, where the Abishai says, Yirmiyahu, Shalach, Shalchem me'alpona v'yetzeyu. The Jews, I'm going to drive out the Jews of Eretz Yisrael. So they shouldn't be in front of me. And v'yetzeyu, they should go out. So v'yetzeyu, Be'er Taishas the Medrash, is the Ebrish telling the Jews to leave Be'er Shava, to leave Eretz Yisrael. Because he doesn't want them alpona, he doesn't want them in front of his face. As we know from uh, Chazal, that Eretz Yisrael is a very delicate place, it's a holy place. When Jews do the wrong thing, it, the, the earth spits them out. It's, they're not able to sustain themselves in this holiness of the land when they commit such sins. So Shalach Malpana Vietzev. Then the Medrash continues and says, and Vayelacharano. Uh, this is the this is what the Navi Yirmiyo says in Eicha ki hoyga The Ibrish to make the Jews miserable on the day when he's angry. And that's Chorona in Golas, sending them into Golas, the pain and the suffering of Golas. So there's two things, the Yetzirah Meber Shava and the going to Choron. Say for Beis Alevi from Rabbi Yosheb Ber Soloveitchik, the father of Rabchaim. This is a very nice thing. What the Medrash is trying to tell us, that we shouldn't think of Golas as the Abish is just throwing us out of Eretz Yisrael. When you have someone who you don't like and you want him out of here, you don't care where he goes. The main thing is you don't want him here. 
So some people like to view the gullus of the Jewish people in a similar way. The Abishai just kicked us out. Eretz Yisrael is paltrin shalmelech. This is the place, Balponai. This is being in front of the king, inside the king's palace. When you mess up, we throw you out and go wherever you go. That means Hashem basically relinquished any relationship with us, chas v'shalom. But the Medrash is trying to tell us that that's not the case. The Abish is sent into Golas with a purpose. Golas has a purpose. Wherever that purpose is, in Apidrush, according to Medrashim, is the suffering, we have to atone for our sins. Or the Apichsidus, there's Nitzutzik Dusha, L'Hosef Aleim Geirim, this is a big avoided that we need to accomplish in Zmanagolos. But there's a purpose. We're not just thrown out of Eretz Yisrael and go wherever you go. The Yitzia of Eretz Yisrael is one thing. And that's true, that Eretz Yisrael could not bear the behavior of the Jewish people. It wasn't able, it didn't agree with Eretz Yisrael. As Rashi says, Mekia, it, it's like somebody throwing up some food that doesn't agree with his stomach. So he didn't agree with the, the, the behavior of the Jews, didn't agree with the Kedusha Sa'aretz. But there's another thing. There's an from going l'charano, v'yeh l'charano. That also has a purpose. But God had intended that there should something, certain things should happen to us in Zmanagolos, in Choron, and that was with a kavana, with a purpose. It explains with that the beautiful story in the Gemara. The Gemara says, the Rabbi Shua used to debate a lot of these uh, heretics in front of the king, the king of Rome. Shua was very wise. He was very good at these polemical debates. So there was an Apicurus, a Jew, <coughs> who uh, the king invited him and Rabbi Shua to come and debate the validity of the faith of the Jewish people. And in front of kings, they didn't speak. You had to speak in sign language with your hands. So the king said, so you, to, the, to this heretic, you start. And the heretic turned his, way, his face away to the side, which meant to say that Hashem has turned his face away from you. So Rebbe Hanani understood the hint. And he showed his hand, right? He, he lifted his hand up, saying, right? Hashem still has his hand um, protecting us. In the end, it, uh, the Gemara tells us that the king was asking the heretic, did you understand what he was showing you with his hand? He didn't know, and he says, no. You're just motioning, and you don't understand what is being going on, what's being told, but you're being told. And he killed him. So the Marsha asked a Gavaldic question. The Pasik, which Rabshu Bahrani was motioning with his hands to the heretic, that Hashem still has his hands over even his managolas, he still protects us. He hasn't abandoned us. He was saying, Hashem turned his face away from you and he let go of you. He has wants nothing to do with you. And he says, No, 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 even his managolas, when when there is Halamas Vesterim and in concealment and darkness, he still has his hand over us. So the Masha asked a question, but that Pasukhoyodanatuyalenu is actually written in a negative context. It's a Pasuk in Yeshaya. Hashem has not turned away his anger from us. His hand is still stretched 
to punish us. So it seems that Rabbi Shibachana was bringing a Pasik that said the opposite, that Hashem is punishing us more. His hand, we're talking about a punishing hand, not a hand that's going to protect. So why is he citing this Pasik? So as he says, the Beis Levi says a beautiful Pshat. There's a halach in Shechon it's Laveide Midas, is Hefker. Somebody takes a bag of money, his money, and he puts it out in the street where everybody can take it. The halach is that it's Hefker. It's no longer his. Because anybody who puts his property in a public place where it can easily be taken, that means his, his intention is to make it a Hefker. Now there's a Gemara Baba Kama. The Gemara asks a Shaila, somebody takes a vase, his own vase, he goes up on the rooftop and throws it down to the ground. It's going to smash into 500 little smithereens. And somebody on the ground hits the vase a second before it hits the ground. He strikes at the vase and destroys it. Is he chayif to pay? That vase was going to be destroyed, but it ended up that the person on the ground preempted the destruction of the vase on the ground and instead struck it and, 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 and destroyed it himself. Is he chayif to pay? The Gemara says, well, he really destroyed a vessel that had no value because it was already on the way down, it was doomed, it was a doomed vessel. So the Beis Alevia asks, which actually many Rishonim ask, if we're talking about a person throwing his own vase down uh, to its doom, that's like putting your wallet in the middle of the street. So it's Hefker. So what's the Shaila with the guy on the, on the floor smashing the vase a second before it hits the ground, whether he has to pay? He's, he's destroying a, a Hefker Dika vessel. Why should he be Chayv Bechlal? What's the Shaila Bechlal? Why is the Gemara even entertaining this as a question? So there's different answers given in the Rishonim, the Achonim. And uh, the Besalevi says there's a Pasha Techiluk. When somebody puts his property in the street, in, in a public domain, he's basically saying, I'm relinquishing any connection to it. I want nothing to do with it. Everybody he wants can take it. It's a statement. He's making a statement. This is no longer have anything to do with him. When somebody takes a vase and goes all the way to the top of the roof, on a rooftop, and he throws it down, he obviously wants something. He wants the vase to smash. He wants to break it. So when he throws it down, until it's actually broken, he is not relinquishing his connection with the thing. He wants to break it. It's not like he's throwing it out, I don't want anything to do with it. I want to throw it down and see it broken. He has a purpose, a kavona, in throwing it out. So therefore he's not severing his relationship with it. That's why it's not a hefka. That's what the Gemara asked correctly. If somebody, a second before it hits the ground, smashes the vase, does he have to pay or not? It's still owned by the guy because he has a purpose in throwing it down. So he says a similar thing is also with Golas. The heretics were saying, Hashem sent you into Golas, he gave up on you, and he wants nothing to do with the Jewish people, chas v'shalom. Said Hashem says that even in Golas, when my, you know, I'm angry at you, even then, Hashem says, yes, my hand is stretched out to punish you further. In other words, there's a kavana there. If Hashem gave up 
on us and wanted nothing to do with us, then who cares? He wouldn't care what happens to us. That Hashem still looks after us, and even when He does things to us that are painful, but we know there's a kavana in it. So we made we still are His, and we're always connected to Him. And that's the Pshat in the Medrash. There's one in Yeshiv that we had to go out of Eretz Yisrael, and we didn't deserve to stay there. But then there's another thing, that when we go to Choron, there's also a kavana there. And because of that kavana, we know that the Abish is still with us.